I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Ladies and gentlemen, good evening. Monday, 8pm, the online darts live band. me, Phil Bars, Lee Boyce. There's a blank space next to us. First of all, we're hoping Dan may jump on. Um, he's been held up with the kids and Gob's having a night off because he was in the south of the country. So he's decided to go and see his family. Bless him, Boise. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> I'm having none of these whatsoever. You only have a Monday off if it's a wedding. We know the rules. They're very clear. <laughs> no wedding, no Monday off. Dob disappointed. Hopefully we'll see Dan shortly. How you yeah. doing, bud? Uh, yeah, look, chat room is rammed already. How we doing? Uh, Daniel, Daniel, both in. Uh, Bob, Tommy, uh, Nicholas, how we doing? Malachi, evening. Craig, Owen, James, Owen is in. Uh, Liam, how we doing? Rose says um, evening. Oh, yesterday was a brilliant day of darts. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Alex is in. Uh, Kieran, Jamie, uh, Bob, Carl from Darts Tracker is in. Hope you are good, mate. Um, James is in as well. Bob says, hope you had a good weekend in Dortmund, Phil. I, it, look, it was a long four days, and I'm looking forward to my own bed. <laughs> um, running on about two hours. So I had an hour on the plane and an hour on the sofa this afternoon. Um, it's... It's been a busy time, mate. It's been a busy time, but look, it, it, it's good. That's too much sleep for you, Phil. You shouldn't have had the air on the set, say. The plane was enough. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, Yankee Clipper is in. Yeah, happy Halloween, everyone. November the 1st tomorrow. So you know what that means, Boise? You know what we mean? It's Halloween, so Dobbs out on the street, street or treating. That's where he really is. No, it means tomorrow I can put my Christmas tree up, yeah? No. <laughs> Be Be Why not? Don't you start? I've had this debate with the uh, with the missus till she bought some Baileys and she thought now it's Christmas. We can start then the decorations up. No, 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 no. Put that Baileys away if it means the decorations do. World Championships when Christmas starts. We all know that. No. 
no, 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 no. <laughs> yes. Um, but, uh, chat room says, I really like Philip getting the chance to MC at the weekend. Um, yeah, look, it was, it was, I thought he did, I thought he did a really good job as well. Yeah, it's, you know, sometimes change is not always perceived in a good way, but, um, you know, no one can ever criticise Johnny Matthews, just a man as great at what he does. But it was nice to see a, a bit of variation in the early rounds. Was it the first four on first in Friday? And, yeah. You know, it's, it's before, so it was, it was good to see. Oh, yeah, no, look, it, it, it was good. And look, darts is that busy now that you, not one person could do everything. And that includes Johnny Mack. Although he's absolutely amazing, it's getting to the point where you physically just cannot do everything. Well, if if more if Mr. Porter says the players need a rest, so does everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> I'm holding on. Yeah, I'm holding on to that line. One hundred percent. You're gonna drag that out every time it's needed, didn't you? Correct. Every week. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. So we've only got a couple of bits picture picture wise. So you'll see this a lot. Then we've got a load of clips as well, because there was plenty of talking points from the interviews this week. Not necessarily about the tournament, um, but lots and lots of good clips. We've got a clip from Mace, a clip from MVG early on in the week that has done nearly 74,000 views, boys, see in a few days. I haven't watched it that many times, but I've watched a few. Um, (laughs) Then we've got some clips from Dortmund, but they are un-Dortmund related. Um, um, as well. Um, so, European Championships all kicked off, Boise, on Thursday, and it was it was it was interesting, shall we say? Um, the, the first round in, in general threw up some surprises. Yeah, was the first one live darts on ITV? Was that the first surprise? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it, it was uh, yeah, it was the day. I know. Obviously, last week we spent a lot of time predicting and looking at some some games and the potential first round upsets and some players who had come into this without the real form that we've seen from them previously. Um, Darwin and have some good runs, and you know, without being a spoiler alert, we all know we went on and won it. But when you look at predominantly the, the speed around coming into the European Championships, it was very hard not to look at the top three players in the world going on to dominate the back end of the year. Probably what this weekend has done is just shown that actually top 16, top 32 can still go on and produce good results in big events. And it showed that it's not as simple as that Price, MVG and Wright are going to run away with everything. Uh, yeah, no, uh... I do. I, I, I do agree that um, it, it's made it interesting. Um, that short format in round one again shows you that if you if you're going to get these top players, you get them then. Yeah, without doubt. I know. Um, I think it was me and you were both predicted MVG to do one and lift a, a, another title, and it was spoken about that. We expected him to go on and do it, and it was getting him 
nice and early if you do and and Mr. Dolby finally got his reward for doing so. And that's a look with quite a few players. And the Friday night certainly was the, from round one, Friday night was the one that threw up the shots that probably not everyone saw coming. Yeah. Um, yeah, look, we'll, we'll, we'll go, we're not going to go through every game because we'll be here forever and a day. But we'll certainly talk about the, the, the first rounds. And look, we all touched upon it, that we said it was going to be tired of the round. And... Josh Rock went into this weekend with questions to answer, which sounds stupid because of what he's done, but questions to answer around Josh Rock on TV. And he certainly answered those questions and more. Oh, without doubt. It's not... Sometimes it's not the result, especially when it's, we're talking about someone on on debut sometimes it's not the result it's the manner of the performance and the performance that Josh Rock David and Stephen Aspinall for me answered those questions the fact he got over the line in the last led decider as well answered them as you said and more so anyone who was and we was part of that unsure on what we was going to say Josh Rock certainly answered those if he's not already done anything wrong, but those people who were sort of doubting Tanny match what he's done off the main stage, on the big stage in front of the TV cameras, and he, he certainly delivered in what was a top game against Nathan Aspinall. Oh, yeah, look, f- fabulous guy. Uh, uh, Rose says what, inter- what Barry Hearn interview was Vincent referring to. Uh, we'll touch on that. We've got the clips um, there um, teed up. So don't worry about that one, Rose. We'll come on to that one. Um, but the, the, the other ones that we'll, we'll look at, again, spoiler alert, we saw the yo-yo that is Jose de Salza. Sensational to beat Martin Schindler. But then, as we've said, the highs are high, but the, the crashes are, are, are crashes. We'll come on to that um, in, in, in a little bit. Um Dimitri Vandenberg, again, looked more himself this tournament. Yeah, another one. It's question marks there, but I guess the difference with Dimitri is we know what he can do on the stage. And if anything, he brings his better name on the stage. That was a tough draw. That opening draw against Daryl Durney, that was a very, very difficult draw for Dimitri. And to come through it in the manner in which he did, and it wasn't him just edging through. He dominated Daryl from the off and was just in total control. And it was just a... It was good to see Dimi back performing, um, especially getting through that tough opening down against Daryl Vernon. Yeah. Um, question marks still around Damon Hetter's TV game. On the floor, he, he is top 10 this year by an absolute mile. But it's another first-round exit. Um, I know he's averaged 94, but he's lost 6-2 to Vincent Van Avoy, who's averaged nearly 87. And he'll be thinking, how have I lost that game? And the longer these first-round exits keep coming for Damon Hetter, the bigger the questions are going to get. Yeah, but 
and credit to Damon for we're now questioning that sort of TV level because of how well he's done yeah. away from it. It's sort of shown how far he's progressed. It's just now about making sure it's and push on because we all know the big money's in the TV events, especially the ones coming up. He's got opportunities because he's in all of them, I believe. Yeah, he's in all of the remaining TV events yeah. the back end of the year. So there's opportunities there. And probably the best opportunity for him, Phil, is the the Grand Slam because if he doesn't let that win within day one, he's battered then the following day and the following day after that, yeah. depending on which group he's in. So it's probably the best tournament coming up. However, as we know, we're saying this is a short format. Grand Slam is just brutal. So if Damon Hetton let that first win in the Grand Slam, it probably then just gives him huge confidence down into the back end. But there is that concern there. We all know the Dames there for Damon Hetter though to push on to bigger and better things. Oh yeah, that hundred percent. Just going to jump into the chat room, uh, Johnny. Don't worry, that I'm sure that argument will will come very shortly. Uh, evening, weekly darts cast. Hope you are good. Uh, Aaron is in. Sent two months away. Missed the show. Great to have you back. Um, so the big, big surprises. Chris Dobie has finally, finally ended the run of defeats against Michael Van Gerwen. Um, and to be fair, he outplayed Michael in this in this game. Even when Michael hit the 160, you thought, here we go, game changer. But, but Dobie dug in and on TV, I think Chris Dobie come of age this tournament. Yeah, not just the results. This this should have been 6-3, probably. That the stage in the middle of the game where Dolby went off and actually he he, he just into it his doubles and um Michael was able to punish and one of those was the one city that that Michael took out. But for me it was the fact that Dolby went off the boil, MVG got back at him, and then he was still able to get over the winning line. Probably the biggest part of the weekend was the uh was the walkout. Let's get ready to rumble. Yes. My son. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but to be I, I love a Geordie has gone with PJ Duncan. It just makes sense. Yeah. If anyone was to pinch your son, it made total sense to be uh, to be Chris Dolby. Um, and yes, he did that little message of me to, just to say great switch after sladding him off numerous times for his music. It's only right to praise him when he, he made the right choice finally. Um, but, oh, let's, let's, let's be fair. Let's have it right. That own song that he had was absolutely one of the worst walk-on songs I've ever heard. I, to be honest, I'm not willing to slad off any decision of Twist Dolby's right now after the weekend. It didn't have all the praise right now because at least he got it right <laughs> and changed. But uh, back to the back to the uh, the stuff on the board. For me, the the biggest part of that win was him able to have those bad couple of leads and still hold off Michael in the decider. And it was a huge win for Dolby. And you could tell his reaction, both on the stage, both in his interview with yourself, that how much that probably meant to him. Beating that win against Michael was bigger than any win of another individual in the scene at the moment. Yeah. Um, and more importantly, the fact he backed it up, the curse of MVG didn't strike. Um, we'll come on to that in a minute. The other, the other big one, the other big casualty, was the the now world number one at the time world number two, um, Gerwin Price. 
for me, he didn't look focused and didn't look as if, not wanting to be there is the wrong word, but he looked as if he had other things on his mind apart from darts on that stage. That the focus and the intensity wasn't there. Yeah, I know we'll touch upon um, Robbie in a minute. From a from a prize perspective, it just it it wasn't the same. I don't use anger, passion, probably that we see from Price. Even the moments where he was hitting stuff and there were there was the checkouts or the one eighties, there just didn't seem to be that sort of persona on stage that we see from Price. Um, yeah, and I know Robbie touched on it in his interview around he didn't want to roll him up too much but to be honest Price can do that in a room on his own if there's a dartboard in there he doesn't need a plan yeah. to do it nine times out of ten and it just didn't seem like Price had the same focus as what he normally has in these sort of events yes we've seen it from him before in you know maybe a Premier League night maybe even a Euro Tour but going into a big TV tournament I can't remember the last time we've seen him play with such a you know, poor persona on stage. Yeah, I completely um, agree. Uh, evening, Laura. I'm just in from trick or treating in the rain with Maisie uh, <laughs> as a wit and grumpy John. Good stuff. Um, so, round two. Um, only one place to start again. Josh Rock and Michael Smith. What a game um and both of them take a bow because it was just a sensational game and it took a half mistake from josh rock and a fabulous one two one finish for michael smith to, to win it and we got we got the taylor-esque celebrations from bully boy as well um, back in the day when he beat when he beat Phil Taylor at Alec Palace, but again, just just a great game of two of them going at it. It's there's so much hype about Josh Roth at the moment. There's so much hype always about Michael Smith, Nathan Aspinall, sort of these players. There's always a lot expected. The fact that Josh Roth has played two up and coming, still up and coming stars. I know Aspinall and Smith are World Championship semi-finalists, finalists, but. There's still two of the the future of darts. And for Josh Rock now to be part of those conversation, we've got to think that he went into these dames, both of these dames this weekend as favourite, just shows how well he's done this year. For that, him and Michael Smith, that could have easily petered out, as we see a lot of dames hyped up. It certainly didn't. It delivered on every aspect of the dame. And like you said, it wasn't a fact that someone was going to, that dame was never going to end with missed darts. With like plenty of missed starts and someone going out on a double yeah. one or double two, it just wasn't going to happen because the whole game was played at such a high standard. And yes, he didn't go on and progress two quarters, semis, or final, Josh Roth, but what an outstanding weekend, still, I think, for the young man. Um, and the back end of this year, who have, whoever draws in, my God, they're not going to want to see that draw at all because he's performing some outstanding stuff when he wins or loses. Look, if he carries on like this, I'm not going to say the Premier League, because that's too far at the moment. 
But do they chuck him into one of these World Series events? If, if, if he goes mean? to the Slam, the Players' Championships, and gets to the last 16 or a quarter-final of the Worlds, keeps producing the manner of the performances that he is, do they stick him in one of these World Series events? He's obviously already on their radar because Barry has already spoke ridiculously highly of him. Is testament to how well Josh Rock is playing. Do they do they test the water and, and stick him in Copenhagen or, or maybe Bahrain? Personally, I, I would like to see that. But this goes back to the discussion we had probably a couple few months back around the World Series and the Premier League being the same selective players. For me, I think there's an opportunity there in probably one or two of those super, um, World Series spots where we have the, I don't want to say next gen, but they're also past the development. It's that sort of 20 to 30 year olds who are up and coming, producing stuff, not yet done on and win one or TV event sort of capability. And for me, Josh Rock fits that criteria perfectly. I think it would be good to see him in that. Um, like I said, we see a lot of the same players in the these events, but I think it would be great to see the one thing now is we're going to start talking about Josh Rock keeps performing like that. People are going to want to there at him nice and early. He's got a free hit this year, but we're always already talking about where he'll be next year and the year after. For me, that, that doesn't need to be a worry on Josh Rock's shoulders right now. Just go out and keep performing as he is because there's a lot of money to make. There's a lot of rantings to, to shoot up and there's a lot of players that you're worrying already. Um, Batty question. I would like to see him in there, yeah. I don't yeah, know no. if... Phil, probably the only thing I would say, I'm not sure if you'd drop into the January one. I, I would like to see him in it next year. Just depending on, obviously, how the ones at World Championship style, all that sort of stuff. I'd like to see him in one next year at some point. Yeah, look, it's going to be interesting. Um, I suppose the, the big talking point moving in to the Sunday. Peter Wright, Ross, um, Ross Smith. On the Saturday night, Peter Wright went back to the first World Championship darts, the ones that he scores with for absolute fun. And I know Carl was in. It was it was either. 10 180s in 10 legs or it, it was something it was, it was something ridiculous or 11 11 i can't remember which one it was but at one point it was even on a 180 every leg of the of the game played beautiful and then on the sunday we see him start with the gold ones the second world championship dart quick switch back to the ones that he absolutely battered the treble 20 with for a leg and a bit, maybe two legs, then switch back to the gold. And I genuinely think it fried his head because he was eight, three up. And Ross Smith has won seven legs in a row. If it's not throwing his head, it's throwing everyone else's. And I hope he's throwing his head. Otherwise he's going to keep doing it. Someone's got to... The, ch the change from tournament to tournament is now part and parcel of what Peter Lloyd does. The change in weekend tournaments, I just don't understand at all. 
um, especially when you've played so well or you're storing so well. That's the biggest thing for me right now. It's not, we know he's done a team for players championships. We know he's done a potentially change when he's got a, a grand slam maybe. But when you are playing numerous times on a day or evening into the following afternoon and you're switching so often, it just makes no sense, especially after such a such a good performance. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was just, just staggering because it was the fact that he played so well with the first World Championship darts on the Saturday. I get if he'd have had a, didn't, a particularly good performance, but he literally battered the Trouble 20 into submission. Yeah, that 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 was the, the strange part because we know how good his finishing is. If we can find the, the, the 180s, 140s, he's going to be unstoppable, especially going into that Sunday Sunday session being such a, a strong favourite to that one and even if not that one and lift the title, reach the final at least, especially the, the half of the draw and not disrespecting anyone in that half, he would have fancied his chances to that one and at least being that final on Sunday. Yeah, um, Dirk van Dijvenbode was sensational to beat Danny Noppet. That was an absolute battering. And at this point in the quarterfinals, in the, the, the first gun, Luke Humphries against Michael Smith, that burst from Michael Smith was nothing short of world class. Because Luke Humphries was playing well and, and in control. And Michael Smith has just found a run of legs that would have smashed up anyone. Yeah, it, across Sunday... There was some of the best stuff we've seen from Bully Boy for me. Um, across the day, obviously, we've seen him have spurts and dames. But on Sunday, there was moments where I thought he was at his best and your name being on a trophy sort of thing. It looked like he was playing that well. The confidence was there. Finishing was very good. There was just so much from, from Bully Boy on there. And th there was signs. Probably the best part of his day was in that Luke Humphreys dame. Um, that running there was just sensational from Michael. Yeah. Um, then in the semi-finals, Michael Smith beat Dirk Van Dijvenbode again. Sensational. Um, and then Ross Smith edged out Chris Doby. Man, set up the all-Smith final. And at this point, pre-game, everyone's thinking, it's finally time. However, Smudger had something else to say. And look, absolute kudos, first of all, to Ross Smith. To average 101 in your first TV final. And it looked as if he had no nerves. He didn't stutter once. It was a faultless final from Ross Smith. It was. From that from that turnaround in the quarterfinal from Peter Wright, that the man was just in control. He was in control against Dobie. He was in control against Bully Boy. That the final night, he was just in total control, and everything he was doing was just so calm, so collective. It was just a great evening from someone who's not been to that stage before, and um, to deliver and still, he seemed calm throughout the whole. His interview afterwards, everything was just delivered in such a professional manner. Probably 
someone you'd expect who's won it 15 times. He's gone on and just blitzed it numerous times and it's just a normality. He's probably the best way to explain how calm he, he seemed to come across. It was just a great performance that didn't allow Michael Smith into the day. I know, again, I don't want to sound disrespectful towards Ross, but on paper, Michael Smith would have seen this as his best opportunity if you look back over it. But actually, as a final performance, it's probably one of the most difficult he's been up to. I know Peter Wright at the end of the World Championship, but as an overall day, that was stunning from Ross Smith. Yeah. Um, uh, evening, Cal. Hope you are good. Um, and look, of course, Michael Smith loses a final. The the trolls and the haters on social media, we uh, we get the bully boy bottled it again and X, Y, and Z. And it's like, I'm just simply not having that. Michael Smith has averaged 100 in a TV final and been edged out by a man that's averaged 101. That is not bottling a final. That is playing your part in a great game and losing to someone that played slightly better than you. Yeah, without doubt. There was there was, there was was that worry of going into that final and there always is when you've got two people facing a TV final who neither of them are yet to win it, that you could see a lot of nerves. But you've come up against someone who's averaged 101, 50% on the checkouts. He was around there for the tournament. Is for me, Michael Smith, there shouldn't be a mention of him bottling this final. It, it was all about how well Ross Smith performed. And I think Michael gave that sort of interview afterwards that there wasn't a lot he could do. He just come out in front early on, Ross Smith, and just controlled the game. It was just a, it, like says, it was a, a great performance for someone picking up their first TV title. Yeah. Um, look, 100%. And Ross Smith's walk-on has catapulted itself into the top five of current walk-ons. Bit of Billy Ocean, red lights, spell danger. is absolutely amazing. <laughs> It's and weirdly, it's still my second favorite water of the week. It still doesn't beat Bruce Delbert. I'm still sending that well, man. Let's get ready to <laughs> <laughs> um, we're gonna hear from Smudger in a second. The chat room is on good, uh, all agreeing that um, Michael Smith hasn't bowled it. Then says three take TV finals in itself, yeah, look, 100%. And look, you keep putting yourself in these situations. Michael Smith is too good a player. I don't care. I'll keep saying it until the day Michael Smith retires. Michael Smith will win multiple TV titles. Yeah. For me, at the minute, we're spending a lot of time, and rightfully so, speaking around in previous shows, speaking about this top three at the moment, who we're expecting to go on and dominate the back end of the year, and it hasn't happened this weekend. But could well go on the back, uh, the, the next three big TV tournaments. Soon as Michael Smith wins one, whichever one it is, for me, he's straight in that debate because he will go on and win more. There is a concern the more he's getting to, but I think um, Callum made a good point in the chat room. He would take being in every final because why wouldn't you? The man's still getting, he's still putting himself in that situation. It's not that he's now getting to quarters and semis and he's already thinking about it. He's getting himself into that situation. I wouldn't be surprised to see him batting another one at least before the end of the year's over. And that will take some yeah. doing with the field. 
I am with you. Right, we've got two clips from Smudger. We'll do the nice one first of all. And then we'll do the other one. Yeah. To win a major, wow. Um, it's something that I've dreamt of, could only dream of. Um, <laughs> it's, it's incredible. I can't, I can't even put it in the words how I feel. It's absolutely amazing. And um, it's just a privilege. Absolute privilege to be part of this and to win it is absolute privilege. It's been some day. You were behind against Peter Ryan. You produced a remarkable run to beat the world champion, then to beat Chris Dobie, and then beat the world number four in Michael Smith in the manner that you did. Just one of the best ever days of your of your life. Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt, best day of my life probably. Um, one of them. Do you know I probably owe Peter Wright a big thank you as well because of. Even though I beat him, you know, just the first thing he said to me, he looked straight into my eyes and he just said, focus, you can win this, you can go on and win this. And for me, that was, it was massive, you know, what a lovely guy. Um, even though I've come back and beat him there, he didn't have to say that. And uh, for the world number one, world champion to say that to me, you know, it gave me a lot of, uh, a lot of confidence and he's just a genuinely lovely guy. And, you know, thank you to him for that. So that, that was the nice bit. However, he knew this one was coming. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully. Um, to be fair, it's not something that I've really thought about. I think um, it, it's a tough one, isn't it? Uh, Rob Cross missed out last year of being a European champion. So at the end of the day, I know that I'm going to probably have to do a lot more than just a, a one-off sort of thing. So, But look, to be part of the Premier League, again, I've been watching it since I was a kid when... You know, you've got all these players in it, like Ronnie Baxter's and Wayne Mardles and, you know, Lloyd E's and that. And, you know, to be part of that, it'd be a, an amazing uh, achievement. So I'd love to be a part of it. If it happens, great. If it doesn't, then again, pull my finger out, keep working. He was always going to get the Premier League question. And look, the PDC have, have set a precedent that, look, one, it's only eight spots now, so it is tougher. And Rob Cross was left out last year. But Ross Smith has thrown his name into the equation that we're not going to say he's going to get in, but he has to be on the to be spoken about list. Yeah, he has to be. And I guess from a Ross Smith and Danny Knopper point of view, right now, if they're not picking up the slam, the players or the worlds, the next person they want to see picking them up is MVG winning the lot because then if there's only three or four TV title winners, that certainly increases their chance of being in there. Um, but it's back to it. It's not just about winning the TV title that gets you in the Prem. And Ross mentioned it there. You've got to the more. And it's how he then progresses on. It might not be about winning another tournament, but it's can he get to the World Championship quarterfinals or semifinals? Can he progress through Grand Slam group and get to the back end of that? Same with the players. It's been able to put that run together that made him it impossible for him not to be picked. And I know we, we laugh and joke about the Wharton Sons, but that sort of Wharton Sons will only help as well because it's a, it's going to be a fan favourite having that as well as then having the, the darts on the, on, the, on the stage. So he's put his name into the hat. It's going to be an interesting debate around January time. Um, but his name is someone who 
wouldn't have been mentioned by anyone, and I'm sure he'll agree with that before this weekend. It's certainly no intention. Yeah, and, and look, there's, there's going to be between now and January the third if they announce it. I'm not. I'm still not convinced we'll we'll hear anything after the world final. Um, they might may leave it again like they did. Um, but there are many names in the equation where if if you look at it right now, the top four, barring someone doing something stupid at the Worlds, are pretty much set that, that you'd say. That I can't see one of them being knocked out at the moment. So you would expect those to, to do there. Luke Humphreys has had a tremendous year. Put his name in the hat. Joe Cullen got to the final last year. Will that be enough? Um, Johnny Clayton topped the table and was champion the year before. Has he done enough? Questions to be asked. Look, from last year's eight, as we're sitting right now, I think it's fair to say Anderson and Wade miss out, as we're talking right now. And then there's there's question marks next to Joe and Johnny. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't disagree. I, I, I don't see the top four coming out, even if something changes and Bully Boy drops to fifth, sixth. I still think Michael Smith will be in there. Um, I personally would like to see Joe Cullen back in there. I think on debut to that as far as he did, that's the um, final. But we know already that just because he's got to the final doesn't mean enough, does Jose done it the year before. So we know that isn't enough just to, to guarantee a position next year. I've, I think that Ross should have been in last year. I also now think that Ross Smith and Danny Knopper should be in. But it's, it's one of those that will certainly open up the debate, depending more on, as I said, who goes on and wins the titles the back end of the year. If we see those four that you've mentioned, Phil, go on and lift the title, the Players' Slam and World Championships, it certainly opens the door even more for Ross Smith and Danny Knopper. Yeah, look, absolutely. And as if by magic, we are joined by the other Geordie, Dad is in. Good evening. Good evening. Sorry for my tardiness. I apologize for being late tonight, but I have been dragging my three children from house to house and we've been to Halloween party after Halloween party and and I've finally got everybody settled. So it's very nice to be able to finally join you all. (laughs) Anything interesting happened? I'm just talking about Smudger doing his business and although... We wouldn't say he's he's a guaranteed pick for the Premier League, but he's thrown his name into the equation. He's he's now a yeah. I've just caught caught the end of Boise talking there, and I think the 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 biggest decider is is, and I think he's hit the nail on the head. Is 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 who is how successful MVG Price and Wright will be over the. You know, we've got three big tournaments over the next three months. If, if, if even if, for example, those three, you know, if MVG Price and Wright pick one each up of those three tournaments, then you've you've then got a very thin pool to pick from in terms of major winners. Now, you have got some, you've got some really strong 
so the likes of Cullen that put a really good performance in the Premier League, box office, did really well in the arenas, fans all got behind him. But I, I think I completely concur on on the two that I think, you know, the two from last year who are sitting outside the top four, haven't won a great deal of much. And I think there's definitely two spots up for grabs, 100% two spots, based on who was in last year. But having said that, Gary Anderson will go there and win the Worlds or get to the final again. It's just what Gary does out of nowhere. The man is in no form whatsoever and he'll just rock up at the Palace and go, all right, everyone. And that's what we'll make for the big talking points because at the minute, it's you know, it, it's he, at the minute, you, you wouldn't give him much of a chance at getting into the Prem. Same as same, Wadey to a degree. But, but they've both got the potential, haven't they? And I suppose there's, there is... There are three very big tournaments in three very tight months, two and a half months, really. Really congested calendar now of big major events. And and, and you, could, you you just don't know who's going to come from absolutely nowhere and win some. I mean, you know, Players' Championship final last year, Ryan Searle got to the final. And there were people, I remember this time last year, talking about, you know, is Ryan Searle going to get over the line? Will we see him in the Premier League? And And... And those those conversations—it's that time of year, isn't it? For for twenty different names to be mentioned for two spots. Yeah, and to, to be fair, look, I actually think if even if Gary won the world championship, I think he'd turn the Premier League down. I genuinely do. Having <coughs> big time, having shared the odd wagon mamas with him. I genuinely think he's done with Premier League darts. Even if he, even if I'm he won the biggest prize of all, I, I think he'd go. I'm alright. I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced. There's there's many in the field. If any, you would turn it down. And you know what name I'm going to refer to as mentioned about other, but I don't think there's many who who would turn down the Premier League. I really don't. I agree. There's not many. But I think Gary is ballsy enough, opinionated enough, and genuinely doesn't give a shit. The thing is, he, he doesn't doesn't need it. Just like I don't know, he he doesn't need it in terms of his you know his life plan, his lifestyle. He's not you know it, it doesn't offer him a huge. It's not going to be life changing for him to do. And if it becomes no. too much trouble to do, then it becomes not too difficult a decision to make, doesn't it? Yeah, oh, look, completely. And look, we'll, we'll never know unless he wins it. But it's, it's certainly a talking point. Uh, jumping into the chat room quickly. Uh, John O'Shea is in. Hope you are good. Uh, the Joker. Um, Callan says, where was it? Here he says, win the world, play in the Newcastle Premier League, then retire. Smiley face. Sounds good. Cal's got his um map planned out for a tea. <laughs> speaking of Newcastle Premier League, I know Cal's in and, and you're a man from up that neck of the woods. Dan, is this the last expected year we see the utilita on the Premier League calendar window? Because isn't that all-purpose indoor arena in Gateshead close to opening? South of the river that was meant to be having yeah. all the concerts and stuff. It, it's it's close. Um, I just don't. What I've not seen yet, to be completely honest, is what it's actually going to be used 
for we know it's coming and we know it's gonna they're, apparently they're gonna be doing loads of indoor sports and loads of concerts. I, I mean, I don't know, I don't know what the capacity is to be honest. I don't know whether it's something that it's gonna pull the darts away from the utility or not. I mean, uh, for me, as long as we get darts in the northeast, I, I, I'm happy. I've gone, you know, there's there's three or four other places, Red Meadows, I think, would be good. There's the other, there's plenty of places up here that we could that we could do it. Um, the more the merrier for me. But if it, if it's got more seats in it than the utility, and we get more people in the northeast watching darts, then then I'm all for it. Oh, don't, don't worry. If it's got more seats in it, Barry will be taking it there. Don't so worry about that. <laughs> what I'm waiting for <laughs> it is when when we have some sort of major event and we just decide that we're we've we've got Callan Doby in the final, and, and when we've got a Ridge Doby final, instead of playing it wherever it's being played, we'll just play it at St James's. That's what we'll do. That's the plan. Yeah, I don't um, care if we've got a bus everybody from mine. If the players' championship <laughs> finals, them two, it's getting played at St James's. Yeah, um, Patrick, how we doing? Says, what if um, this is Gary's last year? Well, if you picked, no, this is an interesting one. I've spoken to Gary about this. He's never ever going to retire. He's not. He doesn't want that final year that Barney had, that Taylor had. He, he said he will never retire. He'll just not turn up for tournaments, just not enter them until he loses his card, and then just disappear. Disappear so, to the seniors. Disappear to the fishing lake seven days a week instead of five. <laughs> um, Mike says will they announce the PL after the world final this year I don't know and if I'm being honest I quite liked the fact that the PL announcement wasn't straight after the world final because I've always thought that the Premier League announcement 10 minutes after the trophy ceremony almost takes something away from the world winner a little bit I agree yeah. I just think I yeah. think it's it should be all about that for that day. I wouldn't care if they did the the day after, but I just think that day and that moment on the television on the TV, it's all about the winning the world championships. If if they've already decided the eight, announce it before the final starts, but not after. Yeah. Either do either go before or day or two later for me. Um, right, have we caught up with the chat room before we move on? Um, he's already started to disappear. Yep. Right, so from there, we were then going to go to this one. As Bo Greaves books her place at Alexandra Palace as the second in the order of merit behind Lisa Ashton, winning all four events this weekend, played some sensational stuff, boys, and she will make her debut in December at Alexandra Palace. What what an achievement for someone who's played only eight events, has won all eight events, fifty-two dames, I believe it is. Um yeah. so much so much taught about the the first weekend it being the field not being as strong as what now the second weekend is. The levels that she produced throughout the the um four events this weekend. And not just that the the, the pressure that was sort of there for it to challenge um, Fallon for that second spot, which it ended up being just those two sort of challenging for that. And how she performed in that final against Fallon was just ridiculous. Not just how well Bo played, full credit to Fallon, because 
at at three apiece. Both of them were outstanding on throw. Um, there was just similar to what you said about Josh Roth and Michael Smith. Josh Roth allowed Michael Smith half an opportunity in that game, and Michael Smith certainly punished. Same happened in this final. Fan and Dave both one opportunity, and my God, did state it with a one four eight. She was just sensational all weekend, and it's going to be very very interesting to see her in um, Ali Pale. We've seen her obviously now Darwin to the women's series and produce. We're now going to see her on the biggest stage of all in regards to tournament wise. And it's just going to be interesting to see if she can go on and do it. Probably falls into a similar category to what we've spoke about Josh Rott in the sense of moving that floor game. I'm not saying to go on and to win those stuff or anything like that, but to go on and take the game that she's showing on the floor and on streaming boards and the game she produced in that picture against Thursday in the late side final, to take that from there and move that on to Lord says the biggest stage of all the PDC World Championships. It's going to be interesting to see um, how she performs, but full credit those to Bob Reeves because what an outstanding weekend. Oh, yeah, no, look, she played absolutely sensational um, across all, all eight events that, that she played in, not just this weekend, all, all eight were absolutely on point, Dan. Yeah, it's really, really intriguing, isn't it? It's really interesting. I think it, it, her age as well is 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 interesting because she she's so young that I think it is. I mean, you've got to assume that she hasn't reached her potential yet. She hasn't reached her peak. You know, she, she she's potentially far from her peak. You know, she is still very much learning the game of darts and, and learning to play in big competitions and, and, and big tournaments. Now, I think I've said, you know, conversationally that I, I do think that what she's going to experience at Ali Pali is going to be very different to anything she's experienced in the past. Um, it's a completely different venue. It's a completely different tournament. But if you look at the maths of, you know, what she's capable of producing on the board, playing the board, then... You know, she she's a dangerous, she's a very dangerous first round prospect to, to an awful lot of people. And there will be many, many people that will not want to see that name against them when that when that draw comes out. But I just think she's you know, she's she's really interesting. We've seen so many we've seen so and from maybe not to the level that she has and, and, and maybe not female. I'm I'm trying to be like really general in, in thinking of, of everyone that we've seen come through at that age that We've seen some people come through very young that have looked like they're going to absolutely set the world alight. And, and and they haven't managed to either maintain the trajectory or even sustain the level of performance. Um, and and the events that she's going to be at and, and the way her career is taking her, the, things are going to get bigger very quickly and the pressure's going to go up very quickly. And I just think it's really interesting to see if she can maintain that trajectory. And, 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 and if she can keep improving, then... By hell, what a place she'll be if she can, you know, if she's got levels to move from and ways to and, and, and levels to develop through her game, then you know that that's a very dangerous prospect for, for a lot of players in all levels of the game. Yeah, I suppose the, 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 the disappointing thing is, Boise, is that she's probably not going to go to Q school 
and try and get a card because of the WDF. Yeah. Yeah, it's... If this point, say, I guess... I, t- I can see that point. I can see why why she would want to go and defend. Obviously, we've had no confirmation that that is the case. Um, similar very much to I know Neil mentioned straight after he won the WDF, his focus was on going to defend his title. I'm sure Bo will have the same thinking, but what fits perfectly is a rage. He's got a long way to, to go in the game, we would hope. Um, and also... We've got to remember that it is very, very new to PDC darts. We've seen her at, I want to say, three weekends. She, I think she did one back in 2021 and then this done two this year. She may have done one or two yeah. more. Um, uh, if, you, if you included events, she, she did Q School a few years ago as well, if, you, if you're including that as an event. Yeah. Did Q School. Um, I was disappointed not to see her in the youth championships. Um so it is going to be interesting to see, but it's a, it's the first opportunity from a, a PDC point that we didn't see her on the TV stage. We didn't see her compete for the women's match play. Um, so it might be the right move for her. It, it might be that she, she aligns herself this year. She's done it. It's going to be hard work for whoever faces bowl in the first round. We've spoke about it before with Fan and Lisa. There is that aspect still of playing playing a woman. We've seen it before, but the standard that she can achieve, and there was still dips across the four days, but what she was able to do was find a way to win when she was dipping into the 70s and 80s with um, average in parts of those dames. She's still finding a way to win, but that A dame is, a, is top, and I'd say, as I know I've mentioned that one final against Fallon, but Fallon pushed her all the way, and it just shows the level that he's I just hope we'd have to see more of more of Bald Reeves on whatever stage that may be. Whether it be in the Super Series, whether it be um, in WDF, WDF events, which are streamed, whether it be PDC events, it's just shown the level she can push on to achieve. To win that many games is just incredible. Yeah, I, I completely and look, it's it's a fabulous achievement to to go there, win all eight. Um, and it, like you say, it's going to be interesting to see how the development goes. And like, I can't wait to see her at Ali Pali. Um, re- genuinely, really can't. Um, an in- interesting couple of bits in the chat room. First of all, Scotty Walter says, evening to us all. Um, so, it's right. Yes, we, we are assuming, Johnny, that the WDF World Championship actually happens. And we're assuming that last year, I remember it, that there was an exemption. Boise, obviously, you follow this closer than most. That the exemption was made for, at the time, the ladies could play in both the Lakeside and the PDC one, correct? It was the WDF made the exemption for them to be able to do that. Now, I think it's fair to say that upset some of the men that they weren't given the same exemption by the WDF. Yeah, that's right. So, 
my my question is: last year it was obviously at the time it was only the it was only Fallon in the equation because Lisa hadn't qualified for the WDF, so it was only even though Fallon didn't play at the time she was in, so the exemption was made. This year, being both ladies have qualified for the WDF Worlds and the PDC Worlds. One, do you think that exemption will be made again? And two, if it is, is it fair on the men that are in the same boat? Yes, I think it will be allowed on the premise of the not being a world championship for the women's. However, is it fair? It's not really. Let's be honest. It's probably not fair that there's there's players who. It's different this year because there's players last year who either didn't delta to stall or went and didn't. Last year was very strange. Yeah, last year was a really really odd strange situation that that we've moved yeah. on from quite a few years. Yeah, I just think the PDC as a as a women's dame, and it's took massive leaps this year. What twenty events we've had? Quality, you know, looking looking at the stats earlier, the quality from the events has has shot up. Even if it's just three or four points as a tournament average, is huge numbers. And um, when you look at the bit of field, there's. But for me, there's still steps that the, the PDC need to take with a women's dame. And it will take time. I'm, we're not, I'm not falling for that to, you know, obviously happen straight away. But while that's still taking place, I don't think we can expect the women just to play 20 events a year, one one match play, and that's it. They still need to be going out and competing in other events. The fact that they're still playing WDF events now, as well as the PDC Women's Series, Makes me think that there will be that exemption for the world championship as well. It's still, not there, to, there has to be some consistency. Oh, no, look, and I'm not saying it's, it's not a bad thing at all, but and yeah, there, there, there was there, there was there was one in particular that was very vocal, another one that also said his piece that as as a man, as a man in the male so, in the men's one that they weren't given the same exemption by the WDF. And if this wasn't a PDC thing either, I know, um, you know, like Lendon that said in the chat room that Mercury's played in both. We, we, we know that. But last year, there was a specific exemption made by the WDF for the ladies and, and not the men, which upset the men. That is correct, Boise, yeah? Yeah, yeah, 100% correct. Yeah. Um, and there was many of players, Voltal, um a number of them more volatile off camera, but were volatile that well, it, it wasn't something they well, was well, happy well, with. One of them off camera wouldn't have been broadcastable until after the watershed. <laughs> I don't think it would, I don't think it'd have been broadcastable then, if I'm being honest. But that that does say something. Something's I'll be looked at. But for me, the PDC needs to increase their competition within the women's dames in regards to TV coverage, all that sort of stuff that happens in time yeah, yeah. before that, before they can be saying you are PDC and PDC only, if that's a route they go down. Um, if that decision is made, I think there's only one way that 
Bold leaves those if that decision was made that you if you're playing the PDC you can't play in the WDF. Oh, that is, we all know. I well, I think we're all 99% certain which decision she'd make. Yeah, and on, I think Lisa would make a potentially the same decision. I think that one is a little bit tougher. Because the way Lisa's openly spoken about still wanting to go and get her card back. Yeah. But if she's unsuccessful in getting that card. Yeah. yeah. Right. Then I think she fits the one over the other. But again, um, I just want to dial back to that point. I'm just looking at the numbers then. The women's name as a whole in the PDC from event one. If you exclude the, the ones in Germany, because we missed out a lot of top players, the averages are gradually getting better and competition oh. will only drive that. Oh, look, year, year, since the PDC started the Women's Series, to the first one to now, Dan, there has been considerably and noticeable improvements from top to bottom. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. And, and Boise hits it on the head there with like competition drives that. Like, you know, and the, and the more that these, the more of these events that take place, the better everybody's game is getting. Everyone's getting more opportunities to practice, more opportunities to improve their floor game. They all play each other more. They all get better, and then that, and that is almost just by osmosis growing the game and getting it stronger. Now, I, I do think the PDC has done a, a good job of putting a spotlight on it. I, I sort of think, I'm probably speaking out to someone who roll their eyes at this, but. I think that unless you're like passing me on the street, like I speak to 10 lads in the pub, they all know the darts is on Sky Sports and they don't know that there's a women's darts game that exists. I think that the women's match play and the women's events that take place are known about by darts fans that are nuts darts fans like us and everyone in the chat room. I think that more could be done to promote the existence of that outside of that knitted circle of, of, of tight darts fans. And I don't really know how that happens or what the answer to that is, but I just, I don't, I, I think they're doing, they're doing really good work. And I don't think enough people know about it is, is I suppose what I'm trying to say. No, no, I, 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 I get that. And it, it's, it's a valid point. Um, yeah, it's great. We have one stream board. Would it be nice to have maybe, Two stream boards for the women's series next year. Yeah, well, we, we know we've, we've got, got that set up. Haven't we? To be honest, go on, Dan. Go on, mate. Well, we've got we've got the setup and we've got the kit and we've got the precedent. Like you know, it's not it's it's a small monetary investment, isn't it? Re in reality, we're not having to go and invest. The PDC aren't having to go and invest in loads more equipment and kit and everything else. Just they're just going to replicate what they do for for a men's event. So it's in terms of the investment, it's going to cost them. It's labour. Because they have all the equipment and there's a bit more logistical costs. And Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You know, it just puts that extra eyes on it. It gets more people on the telly. What it does is it allows more people to say that they're going to be on the stream and then their sponsorship might go up a little bit. And then because their sponsorship goes up a bit, they can commit a bit more time to practice because they don't have to do their part-time job as much. And it just all kicks on and kicks on and kicks on and feeds itself. And some of those little things kick, kick through right across the game. They just keep pushing it forward. Yeah, no, look, 100%. Uh, agreed there, but look, it brought to an end a thrilling season for the women in the PDC, which was great to see. Um, could have 10 stream boards. To fact, I, I don't think we're a million miles away from not having commentators on every board, but having a camera on every board, like via Dark Connect or something like that. I don't think we're a million miles away from seeing that on on the pro tour, the, the the challenge tour, or whatever that may may be, because the facility within Dark Connect is there to do it. So, although, yeah. like you I said, we might, you wouldn't have a camera, or you wouldn't have a commentator for every board, but you could see the darts going in the board to start with. I think that's the steps to be made in the in the pro tour, if I'm being honest, from the women's series. And it is about making those small steps. The worst thing that could happen is rushing these these women, all of them. You've got to think it's not just the top 8, 16, maybe even 32 who we're looking at here. We're looking at growing the day and we're looking at the numbers growing. The last thing someone wants who's not yet at that level to be competing is to be trutting them into TV events or to be trutting them on streaming boards or every day and being streaming. It needs to be them steps because... As much as being on TV can give you that exposure, it can give you that sponsorship. Same with the streaming. What you don't want it to do is to also give you that fear that I've been on that stage. I averaged 55. I didn't have a great game. I don't want to do that then. And we lose people from it. So it's making sure that we we have them gradual steps, which is we see a Women's World Championships. We saw at the WDF where there's, a, there's not a 80 field in that. The field is not as big. So it's just making sure those steps are gradual. An extra streaming board for me is probably a step in the right direction with more events as next year. And then maybe we look at another TV tournament in 2024 and it's just making sure that the dame's gradually growing and we don't try and throw it in straight away and potentially lose some players due to that. Because we know there's there's still a bit of fear there filling some of the players going onto stage. We know that's, we know that's going to be there. It's there for anyone who's going onto a big stage the first time. How far can Bo get at Ali Pali? You want a prediction? I just, right, obviously, the draw's not done, so we don't know where she's going to land in the draw, but how, how far do you think she Second can get? Round. Second round. How far do I think she can get? She didn't that far. For me, she didn't, I think she didn't do that further than that. 
Um, I think she wins her opening game potentially, depending on who she draws, unless she gets a you know a Josh Rock or, or, or somebody you know. Um, I think she probably wins her opening potentially. She, I think she is able to win her opening game. Um, I think we don't know what the draw is going to be like, but I, personally, I, I think I think she'd have to really bring her A game into the Lions Den to to get through the second. And she might. I disagree. But... I, I think she's done for the rest further. Look, a, a lot is all draw dependent, obviously. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It, the thing. But no, I, look, if she brings her A game, she can go further. I, I agree with Boise completely. But again, also, it's like you say, it's finding that A game on there, which more than capable but it's also the the, the draw that not this is this isn't just bow as well this would be Lisa's probably a little bit more hardened to it but could you imagine second round you get a girl in price and he gives it the um the big foot fist pump and roar in leg one yeah well this is it's yeah. not just it's not I'm trying to say like when I think about, and I know that she's done some, she's played some really good darts, and she hit, she's hit some really good levels. But I'm trying to say, well, realistically, what are my expectations of any qualifier? In well, well, realistically, there's a decent chance that come the second round, you're gonna to have to play someone who, who's who's been there before. Like that's you know, pure and simple. They've been on that stage before. They, there's a, they, they've almost certainly won a game on that stage before, and 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 that. That's when we'll really start to see, and I just think for the majority of qualifiers, that's when it starts to not start fitting together anymore because they've hit that situation where they're on a stage playing someone who's highly ranked, who's won on that stage before, who's been there and done it, and they need to then bring not just their A game but A plus. They've got to bring absolutely everything in order to get through. And like, yeah, potentially could happen, but in reality, if we look at how often that happens with a qualifier coming through. Like the maths tells you it's very rare. I would I would oh, just yeah. add to that. The the what's the difference in series? We've spoke in, you know, glow in terms about the performance she's delivered. But what she's delivered in, she's delivered in a a room with I don't want to say no noise, it might have it should have been, but it wasn't. A room with That's little not- noise. And she's performed in the light side, which is very iconic, but then Atmosphere-wise, wasn't the same no level as what PDC World Championships is going to be. And another part of that, I know someone's mentioned in the in the uh, chat around the support that she'll have, or will she have the same type of sort of support? I personally think she will have that. She will have huge support for her, but it's she's never had, to my knowledge, she's never had a thousand people streaming her on to do well, and that added pressure on your shoulders of the first time. At the age she's at, being a woman on a world championship stage, all that builds up, and there is a lot there. It's how she carries that. But for me, she's got the Dane to progress into the. I, I would probably go one more round than Dan. I think she's got the Dane to the third round, but it's all depends on the draw because that's really fair. And I, I, I tend to agree. I think you know it's. It's so speculative because we, we can't see the draw. I just think, and, and I, I think you you almost emphasised, put it in better words, what I was thinking is that 
you know, once you're on that stage, is that and in that in that second round, there's a, there's a very good chance that she's going to meet someone that's been there before and won a game in that environment, in you know, in, in that in that noise and on that stage with that pressure on them, and and they will, you would think, approach it in a very professional way because that's that's what they've done all that time and they've played in all these different events and all these different major events and and she might walk into it and not be faced at all but i mean if she does i'll be very very impressed because it's a big big undertaking for someone of her age to to walk into something like that and not be faced by it i i agree with what dan said there i think anyone making their debut on that stage I think there will be nerves. I don't care who you are. The, the, the very first time yeah. at Ali Pali, there, there will be nerves for, for any qualifier. And it, it, again, it's difficult because it is very much draw dependent as well on the, the fan side. Just imagine looking at the draw now, first round, you know, potentials. Someone like the playing Barney, you know how well supported he is. Bowie's going to get supported. I, I, I don't. I can't see Bow not having a very, very good support in there. However, it totally depends on that and the pressure on that player. We we talked about it. God says what Fallon done was unbelievable. The pressure that was on Ted, the pressure that was on Mensor, the pressure that was on Derby's shoulders in them first three rounds. That pressure is also going to be on the other player's shoulders when they play Bow, when they play Lisa. Both and perform to an incredible standard. And I think the set play does help. Well, being on the stage, that one, it's not a first to sit race. It's not a European Championship sort of thing we've just saw. I think that will probably help the fact that after set one, if it's not done to plan, she didn't come off stage. She didn't, you know, compose herself in that way. I think she's, like I said, I can see both having a successful World Championship in regards to getting a, getting a win on that stage. Draw dependent. I'll add. Yeah, look, absolutely. Um, but many congratulations to Bo for making Ali Pally and, of course, Lisa as well. Right, now we're going to get into some clips, boys, because there's some good ones. Right, who do we want first? <laughs> I know we would have last. Yeah. <laughs> Just because the one I'm thinking last will probably produce more talking points than the uh, some of the others, so you know who I'm thinking, Phil. Right, so you want that one last, right? Well... <laughs> Daniel, soon right. know why. Right, we'll do. <laughs> well, this man never disappoints. I mean, after the World Championship, I had a difficult time to, to motivate myself because I got out of uh, the World Championship because of Corona. Took a lot out of me, and I, thought, I stayed away from so many times from my, my family and everything. And I thought, what am I doing? Really? This, this is, and I, I just get away from the tournament like that, and then. Barry Young gave me an interview, like, it's my own fault and everything, and then I thought, the man doesn't even know what I'm talking about, and that, that upset me a little bit, and then I had a little bit motivation problems, but during the, the year I, I, got, I got it back, and um, I'm looking forward to, to next season. I'm, I'm building on myself now, 
it's not going to be there, but I think within a year I will be, uh, I will be good. Big Vinny, lacking motivation. An interesting one, though. Yeah, we we know the the implications that COVID had, and it impacted Vinny as much or more than it did most players. It was a we mentioned that if he wins, there's always a comment, there's always a headline. He always did something, and he certainly delivered once more, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Look, and <laughs> I get, I get his frustration, um, as uh, as well, because, like you say, that Barry basically come out and said it was their own fault for. For, for mingling and, and everything like that. But when you are three Dutchmen in the same hotel that you're stuck there for Christmas, you can't really blame them for going for dinner with each other. You, the fact that you were in that hotel together, I can't. There was worse yeah, mingling going on. Yeah, I yeah, think it's. I think you end up in a different conversation really quickly, don't like. It's really difficult to like get into that without then having to talk about hundred and fifty thousand other things that you know that were all going on at exactly the same time. It's um, it it is what it is, really, isn't it? Yeah. Um. Look, like you said, it it, it is what it is. Um. It's just, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but he was disappointed. He never, he never shies away, though, does he, Vinny? That's for of sure. Of course not. He's not hiding, is he? <laughs> no, not at all. Um, this is a good one. I like this. We and we don't often get this from Johnny either. Yeah, hopefully, obviously. Listen, we're all chasing titles, so um, I need a kick in the ass, like, do you know what I mean? And hopefully this weekend I'm going to do something that that kick in the ass is going to count. So hopefully it's my weekend. What you said there about that. What what's brought this on? Because obviously last year. You played arguably the, the darts of your life, and you went to the World Championship. It was genuinely one of the favourites to win it. I know that you lost in that thriller of, of a game. Did that take a while to get over, perhaps? Um, yes, I know, really. The sooner you can forget your loss, it's the better dart player you are, because you don't win every match. I don't care who you are. Nobody wins every match. You know, like the great of Phil Taylor, brilliant of Michael Van Gerwen, like nobody wins every match you have to work hard against the best players in the world so hopefully it's my year well, I'm working harder do you have to work that a little bit more when you get to the level that you had because you openly said that you liked being the hunter and becoming the hunted do you then have to work that a little bit harder for these big wins on these big stages yeah I think so listen it's, it's easy to be the underdog I don't care what anybody says it's always easier to be the underdog nobody expects you to win 
like you said, being the hunted is a different kettle of fish. Like um, to be a part of the elite in the world is absolutely fantastic. I never dreamt of that, though, to be honest. But you know, I'm there. I've done my job, and hopefully, it's going to carry on for a long time. That's that's an interesting one. We don't often get that insight from Johnny. Normally, he's very down the line. Even though he, even though he's not media trained, he knows the lines to say, the lines not to say. Oh, but that, that, happy to be but there. That, 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 Johnny's happy that, to be that, there. Yeah, but he's not let his guard down, but he's let us in into an insight that he needs to give himself a kick up the ass, um, and that that pressure is different when you're at the top end. It, it, I just think it, it's completely changed for him now, hasn't it? In that, like he was, it, it's the, there is no better analogy. And I don't like to keep repeating things that have already been said, but there is, there isn't a better analogy from from than him going from being the hunter to the hunted. You know, like he he went from he went for a few years of every time he was in a major tournament, like he would win a match and it would be seen as an upset. Like every time he won a match, it'd be seen as an upset because he was he was the hunter. He was he was going to try and win tournaments against the best players in the world, and then all of a sudden he finds himself having done that and done it more than once and done it a couple of times. He is just he is just considered he's in that class. He is in that he is in that group of players that are the best in the world. So now now the expectation instead of people when he wins going, well, oh, you see that Johnny Clayton won again. Like so, no one talks about it. It used to be that people would talk about Johnny Clayton when he won. Now they don't. People talk about Johnny Clayton when he doesn't win because the expectation when Johnny Clayton goes into a match, unless he's playing, you know, the big three, like the expectation is Johnny Clayton's probably going to win this. And 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 that's and that narrative all of a sudden has completely changed and the expectations changed. And and he is he is you know there are now players underneath him thinking I'm going to try and knock this bloke off I'm going to try and he's having to try and sustain it but and and that is going to get worse as time goes on because he's going to start defending money you know and that's that's where things will get really interesting for Johnny because going from the hunter to the hunted is is that's how it starts. But after you've been the hunted for 12 months into 18 months, you're now defending big money in, in tournaments. And that's when you are being hunted because it's when, when you get caught and you don't get through, it's going to have a big effect on your ranking. Yeah, interesting. Right, I think this, I've got two Bully Boy clips teed up. I think this is the right one, first of all. If it's not, we'll do it the other way around. But I think this is the one that I want to do first. Yeah, I, I've been doing this for, I think, four or five years now. I was with my sister's son, my nephew, old Bobby. We started with him, there was a red and white shirt. Had it there saying, our little Bobby on thing. And it's just grown from there. It's just, it's hard to set up a charity. You need all these different numbers, everything else. And I must spend 15 to 20 grand a year just on shirts. And then we sell them for maybe double the price. And people might think that's lining my pockets. It doesn't see my pockets. It goes into a different account, which I give out to whatever, whatever, whatever people need it. And that's why I want my own charity now. I want a non-profit charity where I don't take nothing. Yeah, I spend my own money, but <laughs> I earn enough. Like, I can go up there now. I just played, what, 25 minutes and I earn some money. Giving two grand on that and buying 100 shirts where I can double the money is nothing. I can earn it back the week after. So it's just about giving back now and being... 
not being a, a vocal figure because I don't have autism myself. It's just because I'm a nephew now. I want to do stuff to make a lot of awareness for them. Is that something that's important to you? Yeah, as well, of course. Just just seeing my sister, what she goes through. And she doesn't struggle because she's got me, my mum, my dad, my missus. We've got everyone looks after her, but. It is hard. He, he's, he's, he's nearly 10 now and he, he's a big kid. He's, he's half Maori, so you understand? Yeah. He's like up here, he's, he's <laughs> like that. And yeah, he, he could change at any time. He's done. He's too, he's, he could be too powerful for my sister soon. And it's, it's about giving the right, uh, the right advice, the right payments, where I could get someone in who's specialises in stuff like that. And now he's going to perfect school in St Helens he's just opened up and he goes there now till he's 21 and he's in there five days a week and he loves it he kicks off at my sister for picking him up <laughs> he just wants to stay there now and, and that's what I want to achieve I want to achieve where I could open up my own school and I could fund everything where we don't need a council we don't need um, an MP or nothing where everything comes from silly things like this where I can set up everything and do everything myself and watch kids thrive that nobody else would care about. I freaking love that. Uh, And and, and this is a side of Bully Boy and other dark players, but Bully Boy in particular, we we don't see too often um, Boy Senior. It was just a fascinating listen to him. And you you can tell by the tone in his voice how much this means to him. Yeah, what people do, what a, a lot of dark players do for charity and all that sort of stuff is fantastic. We've, you know, we've seen bits of great stuff like Peter wrote with a Todd Anderson shirt for Todd Anderson's family quite recently, and he opened up about that. But when it's so close to you, and when it's so, this is Michael Smith's family and the family member he's talking about with with autism. Um, it's just so great to see what Bully Boy is willing to do to give it back. And as he mentions, yes, there's a lot of errors going to a dark player. It's not as simple as 25 minutes on a board like he mentions there. Obviously, they put errors and errors in. But the vast amount of money that these players earn, um, and Bully Boy earns by reaching all these finals, the fact that he's willing to look away from the sport and do some great things. To, there's a lot of bad press about sportsmen, not, not darts or... Can look at football around what they do with their money and the investment and that sort of stuff elsewhere. What what Bully Boy's doing here is not just looking to raise money. It's it's the awareness piece as well, which is just as crucial um, for me. And the fact that Bully Boy's doing it for for autism. I've known someone who's who's autistic, and it, it, the family itself it can be quite difficult. And especially when they get to that age. Still, can be so important for him, even more important. And the fact that he's able to support not just a family member, but he's looking to grow that support wider afield, yes, in his area, and then hopefully to progress that. It's just, it is fantastic. And it's, it's great to see this side of, you know, this side of Michael Smith. Um, not just a, I don't want to say totem gesture sort of help. It's the fact that he wants to do it. He wants to spend his time on building up his own charity and his own foundation, which is great. Um, it really is outstanding from Michael Smith. And I, you know, I totally applaud it. I think it's 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 a great touch. Yeah. Um, completely. Uh, first of all, apologies to those in the chat room. 
Gob has pressed the wrong button and timed you out of the chat room. So um, my apologies, Rose. And you, when when, it, when your timeout runs runs out in 200 seconds or whatever it is, you can then come back in and call Gob stupid. <laughs> um, so that was that one. Um, we'll do this one next, and he's brought it up again. I've played absolutely rubbish for the last six months, <laughs> and um, you know I'm, I'm getting to the end now where I'm winding down, looking towards the end of my career, and. Um, <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's a little bit of frustration, you know. So, but you know, I'm, I'm happy to be here, and I'm, I'm you know, um, Rob did what he did, you know. But I should have, should have wrapped it up way earlier. Just touching on what you said there, because you hinted at retirement at the yeah, match play as well. Yeah. Is that something that you're genuinely thinking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't need darts. Does darts doesn't need me? Um, I, I'm looking for um, other things outside of darts. Um, I, I want to try and help people with bipolar and ADHD and all those other weird and wonderful things where um, someone like me can help for free um, and that, that's, that's, that's all I'm about you know um, I'm, I'm nothing more complicated than that I just want to help other people um, and I, there's loads of other dark players that are just full of like hype and hope and nonsense um, I can help so many other dark players um, in fact in fact that's not even on my radar um, I can help normal people that are in normal jobs I, I can help them go further and forward in life and I, that, that, that's my main aim now um, you know I've done a, a, a charity thing um, I drove towards Scotland and come back and where, ha where have you you know um, but things are way bigger and better that are on my horizon not, not for myself but just to help people I mean I, I just think there's a lot of people in um a fortunate position where they don't realise how lucky they are to push on and help other people. Interesting from the machine that he's now spoken about retirement twice in a short space of time, Dan. Yeah, to be honest, I'm, I'm, I'm going to throw some cards on the table. I'm, I'm, um, I've bimbled my way through the last five minutes. So the... Uh, You'll know, and the sort of boys knows as well. I've got three kids, and one of them is very little. He's only two. He's he's, he's up in bed now. My eldest two, are, um, I've got a thirteen-year-old and a seven-year-old. My thirteen-year-old has got autism and and Tourette's, and my seven-year-old has got ADHD. And it's like the last sort of ten minutes or so between those two clips, I've sort of had to drag myself through a little bit, just keeping my brain a little bit straight. And um, I I. I it, it's it's genuinely moving for me to hear people that are doing such positive things and doing them for the right reasons and doing them because they understand the impact that these things have on people's lives every day. Um, it's yeah, it, it's I, I apologise that I'm, I've run out of and, I, and it doesn't happen to me very often that I run out of words and run out of like what to do, but. Um, yeah, it's just it's it's caught me a little bit, that, and I, and I'm very pleased that it has because, as I say, both of those things are, are in, incredibly close and very impactful on, on my day to day life. Um, and I also know that because of what I do for my job, um, I'm, I'll get in touch with with 
I'll find a way to get a message to somebody within those um, certainly potential charities to see what I can do to, to help with that. You lost the words, and like you say, what it means obviously a lot is on par with me making Martin Adams cry at Lakeside. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, no, absolutely. No. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, it's just it, it'd be strange to see Wadey walk away, but no, it's obviously in the forefront of his mind. You mentioned it once, and you think it may be just a throwaway comment, but the fact he's brought it up um, twice makes me think that it may be not, not that far away. Well, I think um, he, yeah, he's been, he has been around, you know, he's, he's not, he's not, certainly not new to the tour. And, you know, fine, I just, I just think the more I hear him speak and I, I pick out these little words that he says and little things that he does, I just think that he's got to a point in his life where he's realised that, you know, he probably is comfortable. If he's not, he's a maniac and he's been really badly financially advised because <laughs> he's certainly earned it on the front end. If he's not, if he's not comfortable, there's a problem. Um, and he's got, you know, he's got a family, he's got kids, he's got, and, and 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 the life that he has and the lifestyle he has, in order to be at the top of of his game in darts, means like there is no balance in it. There is no two ways around it. He has to sacrifice time with his family and his kids. There is no way to be at all of those tournaments, play all those matches on a weekend and travel all around. That You simply cannot do it and be able to pick your kids up from school and spend and be there for their birthdays and do and do all these things. And and I just sort of think like if, yeah, I just think he's maybe at that point where he, start, he, he can start to balance it where, you know, financially, does he really need it? And, and can he get all of that positive stuff that he's probably missed out on thus far or missed out on a lot on um, and, and and you it's, you struggle to fault it really, or I do anyway. Yeah, no, look, com- completely right, Boise. Which way around would you like the next two? Are we off bully boy times two? Uh, no, we'll leave that one. We, 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 we'll go. We'll see how time. But we've got MVG and Mace. Which way, which way around would you like them? MVG, please. <laughs> Gibraltar, your interview after you beat Jose was was very out of character for you. Normally, yeah. n- n- normally, we know when players have irritated you or there's something bubbling under the skin, but that seemed to come from nowhere. What what brought that on? Uh, yeah, we, we had a little. Uh, it's Jose's missus interfering with the game, and she shouldn't do that. Uh, uh, what happens on stage is something between the players, and we spoke about that afterwards, me and Jose, and. Yeah, the, the, the we we clear the sky. That's the most important thing. But obviously, I wasn't happy. But yeah, things have always a reason. We wondered why the outburst came because it, it did come from nowhere. No one saw the um big Billy bollocks <laughs> coming on a on a Sunday <laughs> afternoon on the Euro tour. Um, but look, that that's whether whether people like MBG's answers, his approach. He's always honest, and it, it always gives you the reason. Maybe, maybe, maybe he shouldn't sometimes, but he does. <laughs> and look, you, 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 for, for his honesty, you've got to applaud it. But look, that's the good thing is that they've sorted it backstage. It's still a hilarious interview, though. <laughs> 
Yeah, he's. Um, I guess you you mentioned Johnny Clayton letting us in an absolute little bit there, and it was a little bit. MVG doesn't let us in more than enough, and he's quite open about a lot of things. Yeah, but the, to add to that, the part of his game that the part of it that surprised us was that one came from sort of absolutely nowhere. Now we've got a bit yeah. of insight as to where it came from. Like we didn't see that sort of thumbing. And the it seems like it's all been it's it's all been cleared up now. Um but he didn't like the interference from um the the Jose fan club, shall we say, <laughs> being his partner. Um but yeah, it's 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 certainly gonna be one of those when we look sort of back on the year, it's gonna be one of the standout moments for sort of out of content, if we had an out of content MVG, that would fit into that criteria. It's in the highlight yeah. room, isn't it? Absolutely. Going <laughs> <laughs> right next to the out of context Eddie Hearn moment, that one. It's uh... yeah. Two minutes, thirteen seconds. Oh, he, he, he gives it all right, that's for sure. Enjoy. You know, it, it cannot be that complicated. You're not running a multi-billion pound thing like uh, Matchroom, you know, or DAZN or anything like that. You're literally, all you've got to do, all the other events take care of themselves because they've got their own organisers within the system. You've got, to find, you've got to run one event a year, one, and you can't get it right. What kind of what message does that send out to all the players who remain committed to that system? You know, it's it's just it, I just can't get my head around it. And again, if they were if they were, were a little bit more transparent and going right, like this is what's going on, or this is why we can't do this. But the fact that everything smoke and mirrors. I was about to say, surely radio silence from the people at the top of the WDF is worrying. There's been not a. Peep. No. We've had a couple of statements put out on the website, no name to it or anything like that. It's just a written press release or, or whatever you want to call it. But Which has no real there, there, there's substance. No, there's no one at the top of the WDF coming out and telling the players anything. Mm. Yeah, but that that was the, the video was very much like that, to be honest. So it's 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 almost like they've they've got nowhere. And listen, I have no I have no financial interest in it. I you know, I you know, I've done some media stuff in the past and it's my choice that I no longer want to do any media with anything like that. Um, just as a darts fan and, and somebody that played under that WDF banner for, for many years, people forget that WDF was around since 1974. The, the World Championships have always been the WDF World Championships. They were played under the banner of the BDO because they were the organisers. It was the WDF World Championships. It's always been the WDF World Masters. It's called the Wimmore World Masters because they were the they were the sponsors of the event. Um, but yeah, it just it just saddens me to see, and the fact that I know so many people and so many of my friends have donated so much of their time and money and effort to travel to chase these points and you know continue to show their loyalty, which whatever that means anymore. I mean, it's not wrong. I was going to say that I think everything he said in there is absolutely bang on and to the point. Yeah, I don't think you could find a like. I don't think you could find. And 
and and it's not said like you know I don't know Mace I, I don't I, I don't from what I know the guy he's not you know he's he's got no politics to play but like he's not said any of that with any malice he's not like it's an observation that someone close enough to the situation you know who knows what's going on has made and I think that most of us are even know half a bit like would agree I don't think you can pick any fault with what he said it's not said with malice it's it's just an observation of how the situation is and it's not good is it. This is Boise's favourite subject of the week all the time. Hmm. <laughs> it, there's a line he says there, it's just such a, a huge loss to sort of everyone. And, you know, it, it touches... That's two minutes of what I will say before I go into the WDF. That's two minutes of a 40-plus minute interview that he just writes from Mason on all top. It's not just the WDF, but even probably six, seven minutes of that, he's on the, the WDF and talking around just different things that, just simple things that they should be looking at. And the, the one he alludes to, if they have one tournament, one big TV tournament that they have to organise and the communication for it is just so poor. <laughs> We, we, we've even touched upon it with with Bo. We've we've touched upon different aspects of the WDF over the past few weeks, and we're still waiting. We're still waiting for the World Championship announcement. It's it's just becoming yeah for a, for a tournament for a tournament that is predominantly we we can guess what date it's gonna be. We can hear the rumours, but this is a tournament that is predominantly January, the first week of January. If it goes to that date, that's only two months away. Yes, there's other dates, but that is only two months away for the World Championship. You know, that this is players who have invested so much time, and that is why it's such a shame that we are in this situation. As I said, Mace alludes to it brilliantly once you're done, if anyone's got spare 40 minutes tonight or tomorrow, I, I do suggest listening to this because Mace have shown quite a few topics around the WDF as well as other stuff. And it's just um, it's just something that's becoming more and more disappointing. Um, I, I, like I say, was lucky enough to be there for the, the WDF world this year. Lucky enough to build some relationships with some of the players. Um in both the men's and the women's game, speak to some of them there. And the fact that they're all in the situation of they're not sure when their world championship is going to take place, what they're playing for, all the points they've occurred over this year, what it actually means. It's it's just very disappointing across the board. Um, hopefully, and hope is the, is the strong part of that. Hopefully something comes out very, very soon. But if I'm being very honest, I know if Dobbers on Dobbers say something that'll be announced this week, boys say, I still don't see it coming. I still don't see it coming anytime soon. I, I, I and I, I don't get it, mate. I just think, well, you know, this tournament, like this darts tournaments that are taking place, like in the next village along from ours in in January, that are already up on, like you know, there's posters up on the wall. Like, it, it, the, the fact that this is the World Championships and, and potentially eight, nine weeks away, 
nobody knows, you know, nobody knows it's happening. I just think it's it's that sentence alone, like so it just sums it up for me. It's a it's a sorry state of affairs. Uh, if you know if you haven't got a date eight, nine weeks away, I just think you're in trouble. I know this, just what we need to remember is this is this is the however we call it, and I know we're down to debate, and I don't know the debate about world championship of all this sort of thing, but this is the amateur part of the game. So when we talk about certain players, this is the pinnacle of their career, sometimes just making one appearance at a world championship. Yes, it's the pinnacle of the year, but it's the pinnacle of some people's whole career of just getting to that world championship. I know a player who's already qualified and the conversations are already being had with groups and mates to, to do up for the day and watch that player in his first day and all that sort of things. But we've no idea of when that's going to be. When these players, and then the majority of these were, the majority of these are Dr. Mittman's away from yeah. the dartboard. They need to know when they're able to dub and play. I just wish that there was communication. Even I would even take I would even take I would even take their first masters announcement as a first world championship announcement with very little information on but just the date. It's genuinely it's it's daft things like you know train tickets go on sale twelve weeks before the date they go. Like within those twelve weeks, the train ticket price goes up and up and up and up and up. Like, you know, if you've got half a brain and you know you're going somewhere, 12 weeks before you're on, you book your train tickets. Like, daft things like, you know, if you want to, you expect to sell tickets to that event, like, tell people before that before you and you not telling people it's going on doubles the price of their train ticket. It, it's, it just blows my mind. I don't, I don't get it. Boise, we ask you every week, are we going to get an announcement this week? No. <laughs> <laughs> I can um, guarantee we're not doing it. I can guarantee we're not doing an announcement this month. I can guarantee that one. <laughs> well played, well played, boys. Um, <laughs> yeah, look, it's it's getting concerning. I would say. Um, what else have we missed in a week in darts before we open up question time? Super serious. Super dream. Good point. Well made. Uh, Jim McEwen is the first man into the fate of stage two Champions Week final. By God, did he play some good stuff at times. Yeah, impressive. He's looking game. really good. He's looking yeah. superb at the minute. I think really, really good. Yeah, yeah. 100%. No surprise. I think Dan mentioned it there. He's looking really good. It's not a, it's not a surprise to see Jim picking up that win because of how well Jim's played this year in Weirut B, um, WDF, Weirut B seniors, Weirut B on Pro Tour, and we've seen Jim compete in quite a, a a variety of tournaments, and he's always competed to very high standards. There was some good performances in there, and. I've been unable to see this today's start to the week, but I have saw the results and some of the clips that have been on socials. I'll certainly be tuning in the rest of the week and in what looks at, you know, a, a good field. Um, so it'd be interesting to see. 
I'm, I'm absolutely over the moon now. The fact that I can do a, um, a that I've well that I've got a Sky series link on, um, and that I can just watch it. I, like because I like I am a busy like work's busy and kids are busy and like and it's there's there's so much darts and that's like it's amazing. There's so much of it that but that that Sky series link now just allows me to just keep it. It's such a such a treat. Um, that we've now got that in place and that coverage is there. It's amazing. I can have it in the kitchen when I'm cooking tea and I, like, I, I can just be surrounded <laughs> by that. It's unbelievable super series all around. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so let's jump in. Question time is here. Um, so fire away, everyone. Get them in and we will answer them as best as we can. If you don't know the answer, we'll tell you. If we all will just waffle. That's what we do, boys, isn't it? It is. That's that. What we do. Um, Daniel, the entry list will probably be out tomorrow or Wednesday. Um, obviously, most from the PDC media team were travelling back. Um, from Dortmund today, so then. Do you think there's any surprises on there, Phil? Like, do you think there's anyone? Do you think there's anyone either that everyone thinks will be on the list that won't be, or that everyone thinks that will be on the list? Like, you know, do, do you think there's anything surprising there or, or not? Do you think it's just everyone that hasn't qualified? Uh... No, so I think someone's got to win back-to-back -back Pro Tours to gate crash, haven't they? Um, so, I'd be surprised. Um, I actually don't think we'll see all of the top players there for two Pro Tours. I think that if they've qualified already, you'd, you'd, maybe your Johnny Clayton, your MVGs, I'm not sure they, they go for two days. I don't know about you. Yeah, maybe. Um, but look, that, that Grand Slam qualifier is huge for Jose de Souza, James Wade, Gary Anderson, people that right now aren't at the Grand Slam of darts. Some big names up there, Very isn't there? Yeah. Some, some big names missing, which they all can't come through the qualifier. So, only eight spots. So, that'll be interesting. Um, all right, done that one. Will Bo play in Modus? Uh, stay tuned and find that, Andrew. We release the players for the next week on Saturday. So, stay tuned. We're not going to give spoilers away who's in and who's out. Uh, Johnny, I think Bo winning all eight in a row needs more media coverage without bashing uh, fun. Um, look, I'm being honest, I didn't see much of the women's series, obviously, this weekend because I was in Dortmund. Um, you boys might know better, but did what media, what media coverage did it get? Um, I don't think it was too 
dissimilar to other weekends. Obviously, Fallon, that's more media coverage than the other ladies because for me, what she's obviously achieved on TV, rightly or wrongly, I'm just saying that that tends to be the case. Um, I don't think bowled at anything different to what Lee thought. It's very hard. To, what are you comparing what she's achieved to? Because I know there's a lot of talk that she's won eight in a row and there's only MVG and Phil Taylor, Taylor. Won it in PDC in tournament-wise. So it's it's hard at the minute as we're still in the early stage of the women's series. She deserves all the credit that we can possibly give her. I, I felt like we've gave her enough. Not Dave enough credit. We've gave her the right amount of credit for what she achieved. It was a fantastic achievement. I don't think anything was bad. I think the she's done head to head with Fallon for a place in the world championships and she's came out on top and she's not what she deserves over those two weekends that she's performed. Yeah, it was covered everywhere you'd expect it to be. You know, everybody that you'd expect to give an announcement. I would what I would say is more so than for, for quite a while. There's been because you got two lots of things, haven't you? You've got darts media and darts fans, and and you know darts media reported it, and everyone put a state, you know, everyone put something out to say it happened. Um, I do think you've got a lot more um, of people. I mean, Mace is probably one of the biggest examples of, of people with Mace, Mardle, a couple of others, you know, of, of the of the darts media personalities that rather than just a media announcement, they were in, through their own social media and, and, and their own different streams pushing out and, 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 and making comments about it. Um, within Planet Darts, it seemed to get quite a lot of a lot of, of traction, a lot of airtime. Um, again, like we said earlier, you know, it, it's not it's not yet hitting the wider sports news. Yeah. Uh, look, we we, we want to know the, the 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 massive news outlets you're your, your, your rags and your beebs and all that literally cover the world. So they, 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 don't, they don't even bother with a match play half of them. So to, to, to get a women's series would be would be tough because when they're only really covering the worlds. The headline will be there and be bigger, shall we say, is if her, Lisa, that one and pick up a first round win at the Worlds. That's when the talking points will start to happen. As they did with Fallon, it all started big media coverage when she went and got that win over Ted. Yeah, there yeah. wasn't there wasn't a news story about Fallon Sherrod playing a match, was there? You know, she, the, the news the news began when she started winning. That's where that's when it came. There wasn't a news story that she was there. No, agreed. Um. Jamie says, is Daryl Gay now a journeyman in darts? Uh, no, Daryl's still a very good player. Um, on, on his day, he's still there. Look, is he as consistent as what he was 2018? No, but I think he'd admit that. But I think he's still a very, very good player. Still got the game. He's still got, he, can, he can still turn up for a game and beat anyone in the world. Like, he can still, 100% he can turn up and beat anyone. It's exactly yeah. as you said there, Phil. It's finding it consistency and it's it's being able to find that game 
for six legs in a row, five, six, seven legs in a row, two sets in a row, like two games in a row, two matches. That, that's it's just finding that game with a level of consistency. If if, if Gurney plays his A game, he's he's amazing. I I would yeah. add to that that he's not he's not as good as the 2018 Gurney. However, the 2022 Gurney is better than the 2021. And there's been an improvement on where he was last year and probably the year before. Yeah. So he's um, getting better. Yeah, agreed. Um, who who will get over the line first, Bully Boy or Chizzy? Uh, for me, Bully Boy. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. For me as well, full house. Back, back Chizzy then. <laughs> yeah, 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 get your take. Go in touch with your bookmaker. <laughs> if we've all agreed, go the other way. Um, when is the Grand Slam draw at? Um, the qualifiers not till Be next Sunday, week, so, middle of next week. Um, uh, Monday, maybe Tuesday. Uh, I'll imagine they do it Monday. I'd imagine. It'll probably be yeah, Monday, recorded, about, recorded about 11 out by two. <laughs> In time for the live lounge, isn't it? <laughs> Boys, Boise got the gag. <laughs> yeah. um, been done. <laughs> uh, top 32, Order of Merit, Royal Rumble. Who wins? All depends on the draw. Nah, no. One, Dirk van Davenborder. I saw that bloke dancing in a nightclub, like Royal Rumble, Dirk Van Dijvenborder, hundred <laughs> percent. Based on his based on his aggressive nightclub dancing alone. Honestly, that walk-on song should be banned. It makes your ears bleed. I sent you a picture of my kids dancing to it the other day. It's, it's, it's done my head in. The kids love it. Oh, it's horrific. Um, <laughs> you know, Johnny, you know, <laughs> uh, Kieran, we can't tell on that, mate. It's being dealt with by DRA and everything like that, which is why Josh couldn't go into to too much. Always a pleasure, John. Always a pleasure. Um, Kevin says, what do you think about Peter Wright swapping darts? Then for, look, it's just, it, 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 it is, what, it is what it is. Do I agree with it? No. Is he going to stop? No. It, I just think you've just got to accept it as part of, like it's part of the Peter Wright experience, isn't it? You know, if you want to, if it is just part of, of, of what he is and how he plays darts and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't sometimes he gets it right and sometimes he doesn't but it, it, it adds to the unpredictability and, and exciting nature of watching Peter Wright play darts I mean you can watch it and say he's a, he's a lunatic and then he'll do something outrageous and, 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 and smash you know five legs on a spin or something so it, it, it just adds to it all for me yeah um Jose is defending 125 
thousand pounds huge at the grand slam of darts like we so, looked at didn't we phil we were on the stream the other day at, at where you know if he doesn't make the grand slam and and he and he starts to lose some of that money he's defending like the, the, the his he went where he, he got up to where was it where was the highest he got up to in the rankings at one point he was did he hit seven six six or seven and and he's potentially dropping and he's potentially dropping at the moment to around 12. it's a big drop in one and he's got one tournament if you're not there and he's got, but he's defending him pretty much he's defending he's de he's defending at least a couple of games into every one of the next few tournaments, I believe he got he he, he got elite, he got at least two or three games through the players' championships last year. He got elite, you know I, I can't remember how far he got in the worlds off the top of my head. He, he's defending money every time he turns up at the minute. So he's got Dan. He's got 125 at the Slammers. PB mentioned he got 10,000 at the players' championship and 25,000 at the world championship. So 165. Obviously. The, the Grand Slam's the biggest, just on the aspect that right now he's not there to even try and defend a little bit of that. Never mind going on and winning it. There's 125 done completely where World Championship, yeah, there's 25 done, but there's at least, what, seven and a half, if not more, coming into in the second round. Not even making his appearance feedback, is he? Huge drop. Aye. Yeah, huge. Uh, and the thing is, is that those those beneath him are continuing to pick up points. You know, that, that we're basing that on him dropping to perhaps 12, but that's on the basis of where everybody else is sat today. They've all got three big tournaments to come. You know, that, that most of those players are, will, will be playing at. So that, like, so it, it could potentially be considerably less than 12, depending on the performance of those other players around him. Well, I'm just looking because. Obviously, the World Championships is is the most money, as as we all know. But they're all defending the the, the funny worlds, as I call it, the one that was behind closed doors. Which look, <laughs> I'm not saying things would have changed or anything like that, but it's still the the, the funny tournament where funny things happened. Yeah, um, strange things what so, weren't there? Yeah, so. Just looking at the the the, the quarterfinal onwards onwards, obviously Gezi's defending winners money, Gary's defending runners up. This is in terms of the, the ranking going into the world championships, who's defending what? Stephen Bunting and Dave Chisnell both defending semi-final money at the worlds. Sandra Grand, they're defending in yeah. the in the worlds. Um quarterfinals MBG. Dirk van Dijvenbode, Christoph Ratajski and Daryl Gurney all defending quarterfinal money. At least half of them you you wouldn't back, or I wouldn't back, to, to defend that money this year. Um, yeah, look, right now, if you, if you were having a bet, would you have Stephen Bunting and Dave Chisnell get into a world semi-final? You, you'd Absolutely. be brave to call it. I mean, it's possible, but you wouldn't put your money on it, would you? Okay. Well, anything's possible. 
you wouldn't you wouldn't be you'd be siding more towards Chizzy than you would Stephen Bunting. Stephen Bunting's the biggest worry out of the fact of what Dave Chisnell's produced more recently. He's looking the better player and the more likely to have that deeper run. To that level is different to the semi finals. It's finds a way to lose games though. Like yeah. Chizzy will just lose average 104. He just finds a way to to, to, to lose games. But um, when we're talking about on both, there's one out of two I'd be more worried about there, and that's the bullet over Chizzy. Chizzy yeah. seems to be in a better place. Yeah, yeah, no, I com- completely agree. Right, folks, we are deep into Fergie time. Before we go, just a few in the chat room. Uh, Wiki Darkcast, I'm guessing it's loud. Says Co stomping for the Super Series. Now that would be in the series. Look, you never know. The the Super Series is always evolving. We may have another Seniors Week. Um, and I'm in trouble losing 20k. Uh, John Lowe, Barrel, Darts, anyone? No, right, everyone. Thank you very, very much for the past. We're just over two hours. We're in Boise's Fergie time, as it's now known when we go late. Um, but honestly, an absolute cracker of a show tonight, boys. It's been been enjoyable. You know, any an improvement on our normal uh, our normal free? Cheers, Dan. Better air cups. <laughs> um yeah um so uh super series returns tomorrow morning 9 30 on the super series youtube channel we return for the pro tour action thursday sorry friday saturday and the grand slam qualifier on the sunday so busy times ahead also plenty of content dropping this week as well we've been busy we've kept some back in reserve for you all as always but i've been phil bars joined by lee boyce and dan simpson today we have been the live land we will be back next week hopefully with the grand slam draw see you all soon even on a budget quality is non-negotiable that's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 